This is The Drive Podcast with Josh Graham. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Check out The Drive weekday afternoons at 3 on WSJS Sports. This Friday, our next guest is going to be inducted into the Wake Forest Sports Hall of Fame. And he's going to be inducted alongside a former teammate in Sam Swank, the most decorated kicker to ever go to Wake Forest, women's golf coach Diane Daly, Olympic medalist Michael Bingham, the first Hall of Famer with the swimming and diving program, Drew Taylor, and some guy named Chris Paul. Riley, how does it feel to be the most famous member of this class? <laughs> Behind one other is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, man. I'm super excited. And how cool of an opportunity to get to do it with Chris Paul in our class and the rest of the guys and gals that are going to be inducted. It's a really special class. Cool for me that Sam Swank, another Jacksonville guy, he, me and him were the first kind of from down this way to start the little pipeline of Jacksonville to Wake Forest. And since then, we've sent, I don't know, 13 to 15 players from Jacksonville up to the Demon Deeks. Doing some research on you, as you mentioned, you're from the Jacksonville area. We'll get into what you're doing right now, coaching some high school ball in Jacksonville in a bit. Is it true, though, you were so under-recruited, Riley, that you actually took your first official visit to Winston-Salem after National Signing Day? That is correct. The first time I went there was on a – we were uh, traveling during the summer uh, up in North Carolina like we did every year with my family and went by Duke and went by Wake Forest but on our own, on an unofficial visit. And then I never made it to an official visit until I got to go see Chris Paul play. And uh, while I was being um, – yeah, well, I was being recruited uh, after the fact of getting the offer <laughs> and signing on the dotted line. That's unbelievable. Wild. So if I were to tell that kid sitting in the Joel Coliseum watching Chris play back in 2005 or whatever, that he'd start for an ACC championship team and get into the Wake Forest Sports Hall of Fame, what would he tell me? I would have asked what you were smoking. That's what I would have asked. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it in my wildest dreams. Not that I didn't believe I couldn't do it physically. I just never went there in my mind. I, I felt like I lived in the present as much as possible back then and still tried to do that. And back then, I was just so elated, joyful, excited, appreciative to get an opportunity to continue to play college football because there was a chance that I wasn't going to play after high school with no scholarships and I was going to go to Georgia as a regular student and I got a scholarship eight days before signing day from Wake and so when I got up there I just tried to enjoy every day like it was my last when I was up there and so to think think back now of what we did, the run we went on, the stars that aligned for things to happen, and the way in which we did it, it's a pretty special, it's a pretty special thing to think about. And it's been fun this week to really go back in the memory bank and start reliving a lot of those, a lot of those glory days, as they call them. 
Wake Forest Hall of Famer Riley Skinner being inducted this week, joining us here on WSJS Sports. It's fitting you're going to be inducted the same weekend Wake plays Florida State. On a few different occasions, you beat the legend Bobby Bowden, who we recently lost. Did you ever have an interaction with Coach Bowden, given the success you had against him on the football field? I did, multiple times. When we played Florida State, you know, we beat them wildly. We beat them my first three years. So 30 to nothing at their place under the lights. Thursday night at our place in a fantastic shootout. And then Saturday again, Saturday night at their place, we beat them um, in a close game. So we're 3-0. and My senior day, last home game football of my senior year football career, we play Florida State. And I'm at the 50-yard line warming up. And I hear my name called. I said, Skinner, Skinner. I turned around. It's Coach Bowden. So I obviously, as you do to any legend, stop what I'm doing, get out of my drill, walk over to him, shake his hand. He said, he looked at me and he said, Skinner, you've been a hell of a competitor. I've enjoyed playing against you, but I'm darn sure happy to see you graduate. And he slapped me on the butt and turned me away after that. And it's a really cool memory that I'll always have with coach Bowden and I got a gr- somebody in the stands got a great picture of it and uh, funny enough my head coach then who has also recently passed away sent coach Bowden that picture and uh, he sent it back to me signed and it's it's framed in my house now it's a really really special thing then you finished up at Wake Forest and we're with the Giants in 2010 and all I could remember about you as a player trying to make it as a pro was this knock that I don't think is much of a knock in 2021. Your height, like six feet tall, right. that that was such a knock in 2010. Given what Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, many others, Tua, who are doing it around six foot, do you feel like you would have been given a better look in the NFL if you came along just a few years later? You know, that's a great question. I don't know that. At that point in time, all I had was Drew Brees to hang my hat on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, that that is a great question. But I, I, you know, I'm one that I don't really live in the what ifs. And the fact that I got the experience to go play in New York, a city I've never really spent any time in being from the South, getting to, you know, study under Eli Manning. And then when when I was cut, I was really excited to try to get into the broadcasting side of things. And um, when that opportunity came about down in Charlotte, it was a, it was an easy transition. I was at peace with it. felt like I had run my gamut playing football. And to be quite honest, I've, I've never really looked back. I got three beautiful little boys. I got a beautiful wife and a happy family and a good job and having fun, helping out coaching some high school football down here in Jacksonville as well. And I'm, I'm a happy man these days. Since you're in the media, though, high standard for storytelling for Riley Skinner, who joins us here on WSGS Sports. That Bobby Bowden story is tremendous. So now I'm just going to pass the ball in your court here and see what you got for me on Eli Manning. You spent time with him. We saw he has a sense of humor on Monday night when he's sitting there with Peyton analyzing Raiders, Ravens, What's the best story you have for us on Eli? Well, I don't really have a, a 
funny story, but I've got a uh, a funny story that I was the brunt of the joke, and it had to do with Eli. All right. I was obviously the rookie quarterback, and we're going into meetings, and we had just gotten off a of lunch, and uh, our, our right guard, um, he looked at me, and he said, hey, this is about the second day I'm in training camp. He said, hey, you know you got to bring Eli his coffee. you got to bring Eli. I'm like, okay, okay. So – he had, without me knowing, had made two coffees. He said, here, if you want a coffee, here's yours. Take this to Eli. That's your responsibility. Well, I didn't know he had put about a pound of chocolate syrup and about half a pound of hot sauce in this coffee. And I handed to Eli <laughs> in the meetings. Eli takes a huge sip of it, spits it out, and begins to just chew me out. And I had nothing to do but take it. I wasn't going to blame one of our offensive linemen. As in the moment, but that was uh, that was one of the more humbling moments of my early time with the Giants, and I wanted to shrink up in my chair and run out of the room. But luckily, he was gracious enough to forgive me because he knows that his offensive line were putting him up to it. Hold a minute, Eli dog cussed you? No, I don't think he cussed me. I can't remember what he said to be honest. <laughs> I just tried to remember. I wanted to get out of this room, but he was yelling at me in the. You know, everybody else was laughing. He was not laughing, given what he had just what he had just drank out of that cup, though. How's the team looking in Jacksonville? Uh, our high school team's pretty good. So, yeah. So I, I you know, I, I help coach quarterbacks on the side. It's just kind of a voluntary thing I do after after work when I have time. And we've got a really good team. We went to two state championships in a row, and uh, we've got. A really, really, really good quarterback who's a sophomore right now down here at Bowles. And uh, it's it's been fun to coach. And let's just see what the next eight weeks have to hold for us. But we've got high hopes down here in Jacksonville for a high school team right now. Yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe that Jacksonville pipeline could continue at quarterback somewhere down the line, right? <laughs> well, he, he, he's already been up to the Wake camp. So uh, me All and right. and we converse. Uh, very often about some of the players down here. Riley Skinner, very happy for you, as a lot of Deacon fans are. Good luck on Friday, and we hope to see you out at the game on Saturday. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it and look forward to seeing you up there.